Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Tonight we have a very special guest, uh, Amber Ray Snyder. I know you from. Uh, we did stuff at at Second City together here in Chicago. We took yeah. at least a class. We took a class together. A class. A class. It was, but it was the class. It was the best class I've I've yes. been in. And and I know I see just on Facebook sometimes you you you're you post stuff sometimes about like you know independent movies or stuff you're working on that looks really cool and so I want to know more about that but first how are you doing this evening it's good to have you I'm doing well I can't believe it's evening this day went by really fast yeah I don't know why but yeah. I'm happy to be here I feel like my day is starting with y'all though it's weird well good <laughs> Ho well hopefully that's a good you know kind of like Folgers in your cup you know it's, it's yeah cannon. you're I love it. <laughs> we encourage people to start their day with headcanon. So, <laughs> and how about you? How about you, Brent? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. We got we got a new roof. Did you? Oh. Yeah, it's a weird purchase because like you don't really see it. Yeah. We didn't have like a leak or anything. It was just time to replace a roof, yeah. and it was like this big ordeal. And man, these huge dudes were like on our roof, like making all this noise, and then they left. And then we have a new roof. I mean, it's like I'll never look at. I'm, I don't like sit out in the yard and like look at the roof. Right. You pay a lot of money for that. Yeah. Yeah, and insurance covered it quite a bit. Oh really? So, huh. That's and then nice. we got the and then tax check covered that. Nice. Yeah. So well, it's that, like getting a it's like getting a tattoo on your back. You know, you're never gonna see it. <laughs> you spent That's a right. lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But it was important. It was important to you, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we got a new house tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> and you got you got the shingles. You got like different colored shingles, and it made like a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, it's like a mosaic. Yeah, they put it up there. Nice, precious. It's a, that's right, and it's it's at the it's at the apex of the roof. So it's it's like the it's like the tramp stamp of. <laughs> That where it would be? Yeah, I dig if it. The, if the roof is the back of the house, then mm -hmm. that would, that be, would be the stamp. I would be, yeah. yeah. You know, and then the spigot, the outside spigot's like the wiener of the house, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I've always heard. Obviously. Yeah. 
But no, that's that that's one of the first things we had to do when we bought uh this house because it was like a couple elderly people had lived here, like lived the last portion of their lives here. And so when we moved, like it's a it's a good house, but it's like all the carpets had to come out. That was like the first thing we had to like yeah. do the floor. And then I like the next summer after we moved in, we we had the same thing where we were like, okay, this roof is in it's in pretty bad shape, so we gotta like we had to have them come out and redo that. That's fun because I just bought a house with my my guy, my partner. Nice. We're not married yet. We've been together like we've been married, but yeah, living in yeah, sand. <laughs> living in sand. Uh, Congrats. And, yeah, all this talk about fixing things it's like oh yeah that's my life now there's there's yeah. things that come we had a plumber come by today though and they he gave us like an a we got an a on okay. our plumbing he nice. said scrape cool. this part out it's got sand it's not poop don't worry about it <laughs> nice. so i'm gonna i'm gonna let nick take care of that uh <laughs> you know it's it's always good when it ends up being sand instead of poop it's always a good you, day do you know what i'm talking about yeah well, just just <laughs> in general. Sand or poop? That question you've been asked. Oh uh, yeah. Well, well, you know whether it's like in the yard or like falling out of your kid's pants. Like just any any time in general, it's always oh, good yes. when it's sand and not poop. Yes, that's, you know, in life in general. Yeah, yeah. I work with kids. I understand. Amber, Where do I that, live? That's sandy. That's so much you get sand. Um. Well, I'm just outside of Chicago, oh. in in Northfield. Um. So- but apparently, I didn't know this, but in your sewer or your, some pipe in the basement, there's going to be sand, and uh, it's normal, it's natural. Don't don't worry about it. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's good. I, you know, yeah. Br- Brent had a uh, Brent. Didn't you have like a, a squirrel or something get caught in your pipe in your in your roof, and you had like it was a big hassle. It was a big ordeal. That's what they thought it was. They thought like a squirrel like shimmied down a pipe and died. And like bloated or what I don't know what it, whatever squirrels do when they when they die yeah it was its name was Squeakers it was a family you named it after it died or before, before. it was, it, oh, okay. it was <laughs> they were like that's it, no um, it ended up being like a pipe in the in the attic area that was like had like dropped down so that things weren't flushing properly you would flush toilets in our house and make like a huge noise oh. We thought it was going to be a huge ordeal, but it yeah. ended up, this guy was like, oh, and by the way, no one will get up on your roof. Uh, plumbers, they will not. Oh. It's like, uh... So, like, literally no plumber that you can call will do that. Huh. So this one guy came, and he's like, oh, I'll just look in your attic, and he just, like, pushed up a pipe, and then it's, everything stopped making noise. Interesting. So, and then he was like, that'll be $500? Right. <laughs> no, it actually wasn't surprising. That was a totally expected oh nice. that's Man, that, that's always the worst when it's like uh like we had our uh there was like our fur oh our furnace wasn't working like it was it wasn't heating at all and the, and we had the guy come out and all he did he like pulled out a little piece out of it like kind of wiped it off with a rag a little bit put it back in and was like oh there you go it's just your sensor was just a little dirty that's all it is you know and then it was like uh, whatever, a hundred bucks or whatever, and I was like, damn, I, like I could fucking, I could pull something out of a thing and wipe it off, you know? Right. <laughs> That's what YouTube's for. You should have YouTubed. I should have YouTubed it. I should have YouTubed it. You know, I, I just didn't want to fuck up the furnace, and that's always. Well, yeah. It's always exactly. like. Uh, when you, I'll do that with my car sometimes, like when I when I have to figure out how to change a a headlight or just like something dumb, you know, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> yep. With my car. 
I I tried to look it up because it's like everybody's like, oh, this is so easy. Don't you do it? And uh, apparently with the Toyota Yaris, you have to take the bumper off to get to the light. Oh, that's so, an, that's whoa. annoying. No shit. Yeah. That's, Talk yeah. about like, ha ha, gotcha. Like, <laughs> thanks yeah. Toyota. See my yeah. my car. You have to go in. You have to like turn the wheel so you the can get well. up. You can go through the wheel well. Like and uh-huh. get in behind, and I, I thought that was a pain in the ass. But that sounds that sounds much more. That sounds <laughs> a like lot. Criminal. That sounds a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for understanding. <laughs> oh man, on this, and we're recording. What if that was just a trick, though? What if you didn't even have to do all that? <laughs> well, well, they could be lying to me. You're I've right. never heard of that. That's weird. That is great. Yeah. No, it's real. <laughs> now I'm second. Like, what if this whole time, I'm like. They have a picture of my face on the wall in the back, and they're like, "Ah, this girl's yeah. back. Let's get her again." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or what? Yeah. What? Like, what? Kind of, you'd have to be like a like super dedicated to being an asshole to like make make YouTube videos, like make tutorials, but do it in the most complicated, difficult way possible. You know. Corey, I, I actually know the. I have. I know a real life situation of this. Oh, okay. If you go to if you go to like Home Depot's stuff and try to fix things with their videos, they purposely dumb them down, right? And then when you go and actually try to fix that thing, it's amazingly harder. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, for extra help, call the Home Depot team. And then, really? Boom, that's where they get you. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is wild. I like being played. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, uh, yeah, fortunately, they don't do that. I was just thinking, I was like, what if there was a dentist that was like, oh, yeah, you only need to brush your teeth. Just brush it like a couple times a week. You'll be fine, you know? And then, and uh-huh. then it, it's like, oh, you need another root canal. That's going to be a bunch of money, you know? Yeah, I've been flossing on the regular, sometimes twice a day. And there are days where I'm like, wait, like, I feel like my teeth are more sensitive now. Right. <laughs> and, and now they need more help than they did before. Maybe I'm getting rid of the good bacteria. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So then I don't brush my day, my teeth for a couple of days, and then you go back this. to square one. Oh. What? Oh. Oh, you got a pick. pick. Oh, my Damn. God. Is that a life changer? Do you recommend it? Yes, because flossing sucks. You guys are lame. <laughs> <laughs> We're so old school. I'm, I'm, un- I'm unplugging from the Matrix every day with this thing. <laughs> with the water, the hydro pick. <laughs> I respect that's hilarious. How long have you had it? Like a Maybe. week. Okay, you're in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. It could all go downhill. My gums won't stop bleeding. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Right. See, eventually, Brent, within, in a few months, that water pit, it's going to be, like, cold and distant. You know, it's, it's not going to treat you the way that it used to, you know. Yeah. I was just hoping the pressure from the water would turn my teeth to diamonds. <laughs> oh, That'd be awesome. Diamond teeth. I, wasn't there like a James Bond villain? Was it something with they had like diamond teeth? <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> Sounds like something James Bond would do. But so Amber, tell us about. Uh, so so what are, what are you up to? I want to hear. I know that you do cool things. I want to hear about them. Thanks. Yeah. Um. Well, yes, I have been transitioning into film since like 2018 because I've been a stage actor uh, since I was eight years old. And, uh, so yeah, I have a friend 
uh, who studied film in school, and now he's more into cinematography. And I jokingly one day sent him this wacky picture of me and my best friend that I've known since sixth grade. And I was like, this will make a good short film. And he was like, let's do it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so it was, it was my first short film. Um, and then it went into festivals and it got into a few and the rest is history. I've made five short films with him as my DP and now he and another dude are uh, starting a a production company and they've brought me on as a script supervisor. Um, and I recently shared a script with them that I've been working on. That's kind of a, a dark, a dark film because I love horror (laughs) and, um, but it's like a dark drama it's good. It's weird. It's a family story. And that's all I can say. Nice. But, uh, yeah, so I've been on the film scene, small budget, very small budgets. Yeah. Um, what are, what are some of those films? Is there, can, can people go yeah. watch them anywhere? Do they exist yeah. online? Yeah. Um, well, I have a website, ambersnyder.com. Nice. And uh, the most recent short I did uh, called Evermore Nevermore is an adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Nice. And uh, it actually, it got into like eight festivals and it won Best Adaptation at the Edgar Allan Poe Festival, which I was like, that's great. Right. I got it right there. Yeah, of, of all um, the festivals. You, you, it, was, it, was the, it was his festival. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was grateful. It, it would be less impressive if it were like the, you know, what like the Neil Gaiman Festival, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was fun because in that adaptation, I kind of gender swapped and the main character was a woman. And the, I really, I turned the, the raven into a shadow figure because like sleep paralysis is something that always creeps me out um and it's the the raven is always is is a symbol of grief and Mm -hmm. she's dealing with the grief of of, of a relationship that has ended um because i think the two are very similar you know you've had this person in your life for a long time and then you break up and they're gone and it's like a death so it's like the shadow um haunting her that past that grief and how do we deal with that and do we let it uh overwhelm us or do we move forward with it? Because grief doesn't go away. You take it with you. It's how you control it. And so anyway, there's some shadow people moments in it. And nice. yeah, I like how it came out. If I had a little bit of a bigger budget, I could have done more of how I saw it in my head. But considering the budget, I think we spent 4000 maybe. Well, okay, nice. It's a 10-minute sh- short. Mm-hmm. Um and best adapted film at the Poe Film Festival. In yeah. yeah. That's Congratulations. Awesome. That's oh, awesome. yeah. Oh, you're looking at me. Yeah. Like, I was wearing many hats. I wrote it, <laughs> I directed it, and then I edited it. Yeah. Because when you have a small budget, that's what happens. Yeah. It's not that I wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might be uh, interested, Amber. We, oh, this has been maybe a couple months ago, but we had an episode about a movie called Death to Metal. Which, uh, this, this guy, Oh, go ahead. I think I know it though. Okay. Yeah. So it was was just like a small indie production, but we had a buddy of ours, well, actually a guy we know from comedy sports in Indianapolis. He was, he was starring in it. So we had him on and the director on cause it came out, it came out, I think in the fall it was released on streaming services. Um, but that was, it was a really interesting episode cause he was talking about like making the movie and like, uh, you know, just kind of all the basics and, and, uh, I don't know. You might be interested. It was. I thought it was an interesting episode. You might dig it. I'm absolutely interested because I I've learned a lot of 
things from listening to podcast interviews with film directors and them talking about their journey and being like, oh, so they struggled too. Great. <laughs> I feel yeah. better. Yeah, but I, yeah. Think, I think he's out in, was it Idaho, Brent? It was somewhere else yeah. because I remember we, we were calling him the Peter Jackson of Idaho, I think it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. that's, that's what, what kind a, of movie, it's like, it's like a fun, like, just like campy, intentionally campy, like kind of splatter film, you know? Yeah, but, I totally heard about this. Yeah, it was a good What's time. What's the main character? What's that? Who's the main character in it? Is it a female? Um, no. There's kind no. of like one okay. one guy is the star, and then there's also there's a priest who's also the star, and then our buddy Charlie is maybe like the third. They're probably the three leads in the film. They're, they're all dudes. I would, okay. I would say so. Yeah, it's cool. free. It's streaming on, for free on Tubi, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Saw that the other day. Well, have have either of you ever uh, experienced or had any uh, interaction with sleep paralysis? I I haven't. I find that incredibly fascinating. Uh, yeah. Sleep paralysis sounds say yes, Amber, fucking say wild. Amber Ray Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've experienced it, but I have not seen shadow people. But okay. I have a couple times in my life, like been because it's that. It's the beta, I think it's called the beta state, where you're in between asleep and waking, mm -hmm. and you can't move your body. Um, so I've experienced that, where it's like, I think I'm dreaming. No, I think I'm awake. I can see my feet. I'm laying in my bed, but I can't move. And then eventually I would just fall back asleep, and I was fine. But I've, uh, I've had friends share stories with me where they saw a shadow person, um, and it always seems, I say always, these are two people in my life uh, that have shared their story. But both stories, it, it, it seems to always link with grief or some sort of stress in their life where they're, um, where they're losing sleep to begin with. Mm -hmm. And because they don't really know a lot about sleep paralysis, um, okay. probably about as much as they know about migraines. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> We're like, we don't know, but it's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I so I did my research for the forevermore, but I also have a hard time watching those documentaries. <laughs> like just cuz they're I, creepy. <laughs> yeah, even as an adult, as a kid for sure, I would turn it off immediately. But like I I tried to watch another one. I was like, nope, cuz I feel like with my brain, like I have a very imaginative brain, I'm gonna do it that night. You, I'm gonna go to bed and I'm gonna have sleep paralysis. Uh, Amber, Amber, I had I had this experience like within the last month or two where I was like laying in bed looking at my phone, which is a t you shouldn't do it, but I always do. And oh like God. I came across a video about sleep paralysis, and I was like, this is so fascinating. But I know I'm gonna turn my phone off and go to sleep. I was, and I had that same thought. I was like, what if I manifest sleep paralysis because I'm watching this <laughs> stupid fucking video right before I go to bed? You know? Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I did it. Well, I tend. No. Oh, that's good. Okay, I yeah. should have asked. I'm sorry. I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. I tend to be a lucid dreamer too, where I I know I'm dreaming. So I always bank on that. Like if it did happen, I would have the control to let it go. Yeah. That's it's worked nice. out in the past, but See, I like I almost never remember my dreams. Um but when I do, like I, I had a dream that I remembered within the past couple and it's it's always like the weird it's always like very long and there are like lots of like it's always the weirdest fucking thing ever. It's just you at work. It's just, <laughs> for six hours. It's, it's just me Late. typing. <laughs> and and like I wake up and I'm paralyzed and my computer is on my chest just looking at me. I'm like, ah. 
and, it's work. Work is on the computer. Yeah, it's and like, and my and it's just my team's alarm going off like bing bing. You know, that's a great horror short. I love it. <laughs> Dealing that. That's <laughs> all, all yours. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what about you, Brent? Do you lucid dream or? I have a few times. I remember one time I was at a base at a softball game with like my dad or something like that was the dream. And I, I mean, I'm not into sports at all. I just, that was just the dream. That's and funny. I was, I was trying to collect the these softballs because I was like, I get to keep any of the ones that are here in the field. And then there was a pond and I went and I jumped in the pond and there were softballs on the, in the pond. And I remember picking them up under the water and then I remember being like, I should be dead by now. <laughs> I can't just be under the water forever. And I was like, oh, I'm dreaming. Uh, I, I immediately like doggy paddled up and then went and just did whatever the hell I wanted to. Yes. Great. So when I used to work, uh, when I used to wait tables, I used lucid dreaming as a form of relieving stress. I Because I would, I would start with a dream where I was at my work. And, and and when as soon as I knew I was uh, dreaming, I would purposely mess up people's orders and like pour food in their laps and like throw <laughs> shit because it felt so good. Yeah. You're just like you're having just like the most cathartic dreams anyone's ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Is there something that you do to trigger one in particular? Like there are apparently ways that you can set yourself up to have one. Um, I, I don't, I couldn't even tell you what the first, I think part of it is like you do some writing before, like you're very con, you're consciously telling yourself you're about to go to sleep or something. Like you try to yeah. just keep your brain awake while you're sleeping. Yeah. You, well, I you know, I know there's some process. Well, I read when I was in high school and I know Brent read some of these books too. Yeah. Um, and as I've gotten older, I have mixed feelings about these books and this author. Uh, okay. Maybe not even so mixed, just the any regardless though. Uh, you don't have to justify a book you read, dude. Go ahead. No, man. no, no. Well, it's I. Well, that's I don't want to like say this book and then be like, yes, this is an endorsement. Go read this guy. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. there Box was like and socks in a box. In a box. Yeah. Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> Doctor. Doctor you know. Yeah. Well, no, because he like there was weird cult shit. It, like he's a weird dude. Anyway, but Carlos Castaneda. Uh, which, you know, a lot, a lot of people have read Carlos Castaneda, but he would talk about lucid dreamings. And one of his methods was to like, the first step was like, just trying to find your dreams in your hand or, or your hands in yeah, your dreams. Yeah, trying dream. to see your hands. Yeah, I and it was like, that. And it was like, what, like once you're here, then you could like, like push your control outward was the, was the theory, you know? So the movie, you, the movie you brought us uh, was, was 1999's Blair Witch Project, the original uh, yes. I, I know there was a sequel and I think maybe a remake, but yeah. I, th I haven't seen them. This is the only one I've seen. So, yeah, um, I saw the sequel when it came out. I remember th like it was a full blown. I the Yeah, because it was not at all like the original. They had like CGI and stuff. It was okay. kind of creepy, but nothing like the original. Not like know? the. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what? So what? um What made you choose this movie over over every movie you could have chosen? What What is it about this one? Well, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and like, I, and as I look back on it and how it was made and how it was presented, it was really genius. And, and it justifies why I was terrified in my <laughs> book. <laughs> but, uh, when I saw it, so I was a freshman in high school and, uh, 
I remember we went to the movies, my family and I, and my parents went and saw some other movie, and I went and saw it by myself. Okay, Which was my first mistake. <laughs> and you have to know, I'm from Texas, from the Lost Pines of Texas. We lived in the woods where darkness was dark. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, saw this movie by myself in the theater. I remember leaving the theater very quiet. Uh, and not looking forward to coming back to my house in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole buildup, like, they made a website. They acted like it really happened. Yeah. And there were all these, like, extra videos on it. And the internet, the internet was, like, in everybody's home, like, in, what, when I was, like, fifth, sixth grade? So, yeah. nine, 95? Yeah. 95, 96. So, um... The internet was very new, so mm-hmm. as far as fact-checking went, it was kind of <laughs> loosey-goosey. So what we saw, we thought was real. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, you know, I feel like The Matrix came out the same year. And I feel like it had that same, like, everywhere you looked, it was like, what is The Matrix? And I remember being, like, about that same age, being like, yeah, what the fuck? What is The Matrix? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, I, I want, tell me, what is it? Right. Like, uh, what, well, wait, how old are y'all? Are we, what grade I'm, were y'all, what? When it came out. I think I would have been a freshman. I'm 37, so I think I... Oh, we're the same age. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think I would have been a freshman then, too. I think I was 16 or 17 when it came out. Okay, okay. Like you, I thought it it was real. I think through most of it... Yeah. I think through most of it, I thought it was real. Up until, like, I think... I don't really remember what 16-year-old me thought (laughs) all the way through the movie, but I feel like at some point I was like, is this... I don't think this is real. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and the fact that they used, and I don't know that it would that it made that big of a difference, but it's interesting that they used the actors' real names as their character yes. names. You know, you know and, why they did that? Well, no, why? Because so they did have names written out for them, but the actors, since they were going to be improvising the entire time, they thought it would be much easier to stay in character if they just called each other by their real names. Yeah, that makes which sense. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it makes it more real than them trying to like, wait, what's my name? What's your name? What's your character name? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Josh. Cause... Josh. <laughs> Josh. Well, oh well, well, and, like, oh. and, yeah. Well, and do you know an independent movie like that? I would imagine where you're you're doing it on a budget, like wasting wasting a shot or a setup or wasting time because you yeah. say because you for something as dumb as like just saying the wrong name in a scene, like yeah, seems like yeah, it, it was... you could also have normal conversations. Out yeah. of characters in a way, and included in the film as yeah. well. Yeah. So the actors, uh, they had come to the the creative team and 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 told them like, can we use a real name? So that was their idea, and the director's like, yeah, we get it, that makes sense. Um, but the actors said that they committed to each other to be in character the whole time, but they had a code word which was taco. Okay. So it was like, if things got a little too tense and it was like, we need to take a break from each other and stop <laughs> acting, they would say yeah. taco, but they immediately regretted that because they were starving. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So they were just making each other hungry. Yep. Way. You know, yep, pretty this, much. <laughs> this reminds me, and Brent, we haven't talked about this in a long time, but okay. back when we were in high school, Amber, we were, we had regular improv practices, right? Cause we, cause we were doing improv back then. And I remember there was one practice where in the scene, we, for whatever reason, we started the scene playing it as our set, like playing ourselves in the scene, not playing uh-huh. another. So I was Corey, Brent was Brent, you know? And so we, 
we did that. I think we were doing long form. And so we were playing ourselves. So then we tried to, we like ended the, ended the long form, stepped off stage. And our, our intent was to like end practice and wrap up and go home. But then we just, somehow we just kept improvising and like, because we were playing ourselves on stage, we it, we just kept conti- like we continued the themes and everything. We're so eventually we couldn't. I don't know for for whatever reason we couldn't get out of it. And we, so it was we, like we were improvising about ending practice. Exa- yes, thank you. And yeah, so weird. we were like, I yeah. That. So it became it. Yeah, it was like it, it was this weird thing where it was like we were like acting as though we were ending practice, but we were all like aware that we were acting like we were in. So then it beca- also became part of the, it was, we all ended, I think we just ended up like running to we our cars. We were reading all these hippie books, staring yeah. at our hands all the time, man. You know? yeah. I was going to say, and then you were like, I'm the in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, and then we were like, this is the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, it made it easier, right? Easy. I mean, too to easy. go for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, a little too easy. Yeah, a little trippy. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I, I, so I didn't sleep with the lights off for a week after seeing this movie because I live in the woods uh, <laughs> of Texas where there's like wild things everywhere. Yeah. Um, I bet that would really but, enhance your your viewing. I never thought about like what it would be to watch this movie if I actually lived out in the woods like that. You know. Yeah. Well, in I, I had to tell myself, because, like, I was so shook by it, and then I had friends that were like, this, it was so dumb, why did it scare you? And I'm like, I, and I think it's because if you grow up in the woods, and you see that there's this movie about a witch in the woods, I think I wanted to see it and feel like uh, I would get some answers, because you when you're living in the woods, you're always wondering, like, what is out there at night that I can't see? Yeah. Oh, it's the Blair Witch. Great. <laughs> now I'll never sleep again. Right. Uh, but like, I remember when I had to feed the dogs, we would, I would feed the dogs in the workshop, which is far from the house. So we, and we had outside lights, but I remember I would walk out there, feed the dogs, and then I would uh, turn the gar- the workshop light off and run back to the house. <laughs> Cause it was like, I just don't know what's out there. Um, so yeah, I, I think if someone were to ask me, like, do you have any fears? I guess it's darkness. Like, that's all you gotta do. (laughs) Just turn the lights off. (laughs) Yeah. But then I'm also one of those people that loves to scare other people, which is so hypocritical of me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'll scare people and they'll get scared real bad and they'll be like, okay, but don't do it to me. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. I do it, but you don't do it to me. Yeah, please. Well, and you know, this, and talking about the Blair Witch, it, this this movie's interesting because it really utilizes you know there's kind of a general consensus that the less you see of the monster the scarier yeah. it is you know your yes. your imagination makes it bigger you know that's why like alien is so effective because you don't really see the monster that much until the end jaws very effective because you don't really see jaws until the very end but i i like how this movie was like you know what yeah we yes we recognize that and we're not going to fucking show you the Blair Witch at all. Not even a little right. bit. You don't get to see her at all. <laughs> because your imagination does the work. Yeah. Mine sure did. Well, it, that's, I've had, a, I've, <laughs> I've had a lot of really interesting inf- uh, conversations about that where um, it's as simple as, so we were talking about like slasher movies or movies where a lot of people are getting hurt and you don't have to show that part. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is show the hand going up 
And then once it goes down, you know what happens next. Yeah. And what a funny thing that happens with that sometimes is that people think that scene was in there. I, I had a friend that went to mm-hmm. a festival and they had a Q&A afterwards uh, uh, for this. I don't know what movie it was. And some woman in the audience was like, I could really do without the scene where the it was some sort of murder. And she's like, we don't need to see that. And they were like, we didn't show that. You saw that. Right. In your head. Yeah. And it's and she was adamant, like, no, I'm pretty. Yeah, I saw it. And it's like, <laughs> no, it wasn't there. But that's what's amazing is that right. you don't have to show all that stuff. Um, yeah. The audience does the work. And I think when you do show it, like they do in uh, the hostel or saw, yeah. it just becomes cheese. And you're just it's a shock factor. And yeah. then it's like. Well, yeah, and I, and I think, yeah, if you look at, like, the Friday the 13th movies or Nightmare, like, eventually it, it just evolves into camp. And, it's, yes. and it's, it's not scary. It's, like, a fun thing. It's like, oh, did you see that kill? He, like, stabbed her with the fence post and, like, chopped her head off with a lawnmower and then, like, an airplane ran into her. And it's not it's not scary. <laughs> They're just like, oh, it's so fucking cool, you know? <laughs> yep, exactly. But a real scary scare, yeah. yeah. Even in Hereditary, um... Those last, the last, uh, am I, is it okay? Spoiler alert. Yes. We've, for <laughs> y'all did an episode, so right? We, yeah. We covered, we covered Hereditary with a, uh, a, a, a brilliant animator who's worked for Disney and, and, and oh, Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. And so if anyone doesn't want Hereditary spoiled, skip ahead now. Also, when you do watch it, go back and watch that episode. But for now you've been warned. So go ahead, Amber. <laughs> yeah. Well, when she's flossing her head off, basically. Yeah. That. I mean, first seeing it, it was like, ooh. But then, like, I've watched that movie multiple times. And I'm like, I could do without, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's the shock factor. And well, he, he, I don't know. But everything yeah. else in that movie, there was a lot of buildup that I really enjoyed. I did, yeah. yeah. Well, and even, like, I mean, because it is, like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Because that movie does have some very graphic visuals. But, like, when the girl loses her head, right? It's very it's very quick and it's not graphic and then it cuts back oh. to it cuts back to her head later and that's a graphic shot. Yes. But you don't actually see it and and when the mom <sighs> Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize what was happening the first time I watched it. It wasn't until the second time I watched it I picked up on the foreshadowing cuz there's a shot where the piano is open or smashed. There's something to suggest that a piano wire has been taken, which I did not catch my first time watching it. And then that scene is so dark and fast. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get that she was cutting her head off with a piano wire. I thought she was stabbing herself in the neck with like pencils or something. I thought she was <laughs> I thought she was like just like stabbing herself in the neck. And yeah. And then it was only the second time where I was like, Oh, that's piano wire. I you know. I didn't know it was piano wire. I knew it was some sort of wire and I didn't know where it came from. Yeah. But. Yeah, well, well it, yeah. If if, yeah. if you ever rewatch it, there's a shot sometime before that shot. There's, it, it, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it, it, you see the piano, and it's some because when I watched it again, I was like, oh, I okay, I get it. You yeah. Know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to look for that. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> but and then Blair Witch, so they had some blood, little K row. Uh-huh. Um. Did you, did you all watch it, by the way? Did you, yes. like, recently? Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. watched it this Yesterday. weekend, yeah. yeah. I watched it today for lunch. It was great. Oh, My nice. dad watched it with me he had actually never seen it oh really um yeah that's what my my, uh, my my daughter and i watched it late friday or saturday i think it was friday we watched it yeah, yeah. So. um 
my dad never wanted to watch it because of the shakiness. Okay. And actually, apparently, people did get sick in the movie theaters, and they started to ask people, like, if you know you have motion sickness, please sit on the aisle so that you don't wow. throw up on someone. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had people throwing up. That's wild. Um, but, yeah, it was cool to watch it with him because he really liked, he was like, I like the rocks. I like that everything's made natural. Like, it, it makes sense. Like, these things would be in the woods and... um and I really, yeah, I think they did a really good job of, like, I like it when movies, you can't tell that they're CGI. I mean, there's no CGI in this. But, like, right. I like that authentic realness. Again, it's like the woods. It's very, very, it you works. guys ever heard of the idea of when you're hiking to leave? It's called a, a Karen, C-A-I-R-N. Uh-huh. Is that, that like a name. rock stack? Yeah, it's like, so if you're hiking in the woods off of, off of a trail and you want to find your way back, you would take like a stack of rocks and you would put them in a way that should be unnatural, you know, mm-hmm. so that if you were scanning your area, kind of looking for your path, you would see this weird shape and that's where you'd go. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I've also seen, because it's like also uh, like a prayer thing too, like where they stack the rocks. It's, I don't know that it's in Buddhism or, or Hinduism. Um, when I lived in South Korea, uh, you would see them a lot on the, the trails to the, the temples people would, and they were actually like prayer things. I don't know what the background is, but I've, I've seen people, uh, along the beaches or maybe even Lake Michigan, they'll do it. And apparently like, it's not good for the environment when you're moving rocks and making art whatever. You know, I was going to say, I saw a video on that recently where somebody was like, yeah, they were like, we, anytime we see Cairns, we always kick them over. And I was like, okay, like, why is it? So I watched the video, and yeah, she was talking about how moving the stones will, uh, like, encourage and increase erosion, which I, I, I feel like you'd, like, in a touristy area, like, if you have, like, thousands of people doing that all the time, may, okay. may, maybe, you know. But like, yeah. you're not a beaver if you, like, move five rocks. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Stack them. yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 <laughs> when my kids were born, I got really good at stacking Cheerios. <laughs> wow. Only Cheerios I think you could stack in one, in like one straight column. Hey, you know? Well, were you stacking them just on a table or were you like stacking them on their heads or where where's the stack at? It was right on a table. Okay. And I, think I got 6 was my was 6 my, was your record? Was my record. Huh. 6. Did your kids enjoy watching you do this, or was this? Uh, oh no, I wasn't watching that. They were doing their babies. Oh. They they couldn't they, oh, okay. they they weren't they weren't allowed to be in the room when Brent yeah. was stacking his Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> when we make our outings to the major highway, you need yeah. to be on your own while Daddy stacks Cheerios. Yeah, you're like I need I'm stacking Cheerios. I need to focus. Please. Sorry, I'm yelling. The loud cars are making it so you can't hear me. Right. I apologize for the volume of my voice, but this is very important. <laughs> so how high did they go? What was the highest? Me for uh, six. Six Cheerios. Oh, that's it? What do you mean that's it? Fucking... <laughs> I'm glad you, you said it. Later, I was you gonna... need to go grab some Cheerios and stack them. That's really hard. I do. <laughs> I really wish I came prepared. I'm I probably... wish we were all trying it right now. I'm probably going to I don't need Cheerios. Now. Do you still eat Cheerios? Do your kids eat Cheerios? No. No. Yeah. My my kids told me not to buy Cheerios anymore. They're like, Dad, no. We don't like, we <laughs> don't want to eat Our boobs are clogging up everything. <laughs> <Stop it. 
Apparently, we have a uh, a problem with fiber in our country. Too much or we too little? We don't need enough. We don't need. En- we don't have oh, enough of it. Not enough. We don't need fiber. enough of it. Huh? What's wrong? Why what? can't we eat our Cheerios beyond three years old? <laughs> right. Maybe that's what the sand is. <laughs> it's, it's fiber? It's Cheerio fiber. It's Cheerio fiber. I should that's put that in a. I should put that in a, a jar. <laughs> like no. Get a little mold. It's like a mold that you, it's, it makes like seventy-two at a time. A oh my God. Mold. Maybe if we were still in lockdown, I would have that time. I'm yeah, gonna... yeah, he yeah. would have all the extra time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, so this movie, I noticed it was it was uh, made by a company called Haxon Films. Uh, yeah. Which. Uh, I assume they made for this movie, but are you... I, I only know what Haxon is because they made it... So it's a, it's a movie from 1922. Do you know what... Do you, yeah. Are you familiar with this movie, it, Heather? Yeah, it or means Amber? The Witch. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I watched a little, like, uh, snippet of it today. It was like a... Uh, it showed multiple scenes in this little two-minute video. And I want to watch it later. But man, it looks kind of fucked up. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it's it's so old school 1920s, uh, but they're like draining babies and they're kissing devil asses and it looks real dark. Yeah. Have you seen it? Like the whole thing? I haven't seen it. No, I, I want to. I think it's because Brent and I did a lot of movies. Our very first episode, it's all movies that are like 100 years old or more. It was like oh, cool. it was like the first horror movies that were ever made. Um, so that one's on our list, but we didn't actually get to that one for our first episode. So I haven't, I haven't seen it. Um, but the, the, I first became aware of that film when I think it was when the, one of the guardians of the galaxy movies came out. Right. And there was a scene that was cut and Nathan Fillion was supposed to play a character. It's a superhero who's also a Hollywood actor and so they they were going to have a shot of a movie theater, and it was all posters of Nathan Fillion as this character in these movies. And like one of them was it looked like a Steve's a Steve Jobs biopic, but it was him playing Tony Stark, right? And it, so okay. the, the movie yeah. the movie was called Stark. And so there were other movies like that, but one of them was like one of them was Haxon Two, The Witchening or something, and it was like. It was like a sequel to that movie, but an but an action. It, it looked really funny, but but this. Yeah, you you could go. You can look up all those Nathan Fillion posters that didn't make it into the movie, but it looked really funny. It was a funny oh, that's idea. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I want to watch it. It looks weird. Um, but yeah, they the company I guess named themselves after that, which is interesting. Yeah. Was well, the Blair cool. Witch Project was that their first big production. As, as far as I know, I, I thought it was interesting that most, like, with the exception of, like, one of these actors has worked pretty regularly since then, but the other, like, I don't, I don't know that the directors have really done anything else. Uh, Heather, yeah. Heather, since 2008, has been a, a marijuana grower, so that's what yes. she's been doing the last couple of weeks. I saw that. And then the other guy is, a, a guy, I think, a guidance counselor, or so, yeah, so... As big as this, oh, really? Yeah, like I thought, like as big as this movie wa- was, and as much of an impact, like you would expect this to be the kind of thing that would be a launch pad for these people for yeah. their careers, right? And but it just, it doesn't seem like any of them really did 
did anything like b- really big after this, which is which happens, you know. But yeah, the, well, so part of the publicity was um, they had to they had to act like they were dead. So they they even on IMDb were listed as deceased. Really, and they they weren't allowed to go to Sundance Film Festival for it, and at Sun or was it Can- no, I think it was Sundance, and uh, they put posters up around the festival with them like if uh, these uh, actors are missing, right? If you see them, and they weren't at the festival, they weren't allowed to be there. So I think because the, of and then all they had of to that, take those posters down because. There was some producer at the festival. You, you just pieced together more of the story for me, and thank you, Amber Ray Snyder. You, um, uh, yeah, because there was someone who got kidnapped who was involved with with the festival that year. Oh shoot! Bad oh. timing. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh wait, so, so, they, so they immediately went back. So were those missing posters kind of like uh, like confused? It like muddled. It like made it easier for that person to disappear because there was like confusion. About is was that the case? No, 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 no. Maybe it was like before the word triggered was a thing, and they were just worried that it would upset mm. people. Oh, okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. I'm just I'm spitballing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Huh. They've kind of thought it was important. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. Um, well, yeah. Even I think it was uh, Heather's mom got like uh, cards in the mail. Sorry for your loss. Oh yeah. Oh, no. um, like it was so hyped up. Um, which is Such so impressive. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they spent, I think they, I read maybe 500,000 and then they sold it for a million to artisan and then artisan that, uh, full all in, uh, it made 200 and something million dollars, which yeah. is crazy. Which is insane. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. I, I read that it, cause it, interestingly enough, we're recording another episode this week about uh halloween right john carpenter's how and i guess this movie dethroned that movie dethroned halloween as the highest grossing or the most the most profitable indie film of all time i guess i guess blair witch did you read the the uh the, the data that said like uh for every dollar that was spent on the movie they made like over ten thousand dollars. Oh really? Oh, I thought that was a cool comparison. Yeah, that's a yeah. That, that's that's a wild profit margin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that paints the picture. Yeah, ten thousand percent profit. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so what I couldn't. I think so. The actors were paid a thousand dollars a day. It was an eight day shoot. Mm-hmm. And then I think they were compensated a little bit more later. But once they sold it to Artisan, and then Artisan made the the sequel, I think, and then the actors tried to get some sort of lawsuit to get more money because they felt like their identity was being used again um, without their permission, blah, blah, blah. But when Artisan got the rights, they cleared that as okay. Um, But yeah, I don't, as far as like residuals go, I couldn't find anything where it's like, they're still bringing, like, I think Heather's net worth is 400,000 you know, today, Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I, I feel bad for those actors because I don't, I don't think they got properly compensated and they, yeah, they probably worked a lot harder than like a lot of actors do in a movie set. They had to like, just actually, oh, all that stuff they actually did. 
Yeah. It like, was, they were filming it and they had a sound person and one of them was using a 16 millimeter film, like a real film camera and then the handy cam. But then the fact that the guy had a, a full sound system, like he, that stuff is heavy. Yeah. And they were hiking. Um, and it, I think, so it was eight days to film, but then the way they edited it, they made it seem like it was only three days. Um, but there's all sorts of fun stuff. You can find out about it online as far as like, they got lost, genuinely lost three times. Oh, no. And they, um, but they they had these GPS devices, and they were get, they were told, like, if you get lost, these are your emergency exits. Go here. Someone will take care of you. Right. But there were a few <laughs> times where, like, they had to put them up in a hotel, give them a fresh start because they were just so frustrated at, for being lost or whatever. Right. When, um, I, 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 when they, get, they, they get lost, sorry to interrupt you, mm-hmm. Um, they get lost and they, they travel for for hours and then end up at the same spot, the same log in the movie. Like I think that actually happened because they could they could tell them on it on the walkie talkie or whatever because like the there was a crew that's like out on the outskirts like kind of watching mm-hmm. their progress and it would say okay now turn west here and go that way and they actually just brought them into a big circle and that's a similar that's that's beautiful acting when you think about it they realize they're back to their square one. And now here's how they're going to react, you know. So a lot of it's probably real frustration, and then them. Oh yeah. Characters. Well, especially towards the end, like apparently they started giving them less food, so they would go to like yeah. uh, milk crates and drop off their film, and then there'd be direction notes in there for each of them. Okay. And then there would be food, uh, and towards the end, like they were getting a power bar and uh, a piece of fruit, and that was it. Jeez. And so, like. Talk about method acting. Yeah. Ah. Like, Can uh, we get some tacos in here? Come on. <laughs> right. Oh, man. But it, so watching it today and knowing all that, it really is incredible what they did as actors. And they were filmmakers, too. Yeah. Um, they were direct. I mean, yes, they were being given direction, but they were, like, committed. And that is to be applauded. Apparently, the last scene... Um, when they're in the house, uh, Heather was her hyperventilation that's happening is very genuine. And apparently when they were done with that scene, she was still hyperventilating. She was so terrified. Really? And it took her a long time to get down from that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, um, but then Josh, Josh is hilarious. In one of these interviews I read, um, he, he got the director's note that he was going to be leaving the tent that night. Like, just try to do it as quietly as possible. If somebody wakes up, just say you're going to take a piss, but then you're you're done. You're right. out of this. And so he said as soon as he got out, he went to a Denny's, got high. <laughs> he was so happy to be there. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, and then they got his voice, his um, screams. Yeah. Right? The people in the woods like yeah. projected that in a speaker to scare my, everyone in the tent. Yeah. My question is like, where did they film this? Because there's like the scene where Mike is like screaming. And I was just like, I'm thinking like people that live in the air, do they know? Like, did the cops ever really show up? Like we, we're hearing screams guys. Like, right. <laughs> but I'm, yeah. I'm assuming they had to get certain permits. So then people were notified, but then sometimes in films, people skip that part. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
it's it was fun to watch again, knowing all the things. Uh, but also, I don't think a film made that way could be done again today because because of the stress that the actors were put under. Unless everybody gave consent of like, yes, I know that this shit's gonna get real crazy. I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know? Well, that's that's a that's a common uh, uh, refrain. I feel like in this podcast is like, you know, because when we're talking about The Shining or just you know, just like yeah, how The Shining is another yeah, yeah stress. Uh, oh, just like how it used to be, and and still, it a little bit less so now. But just how like actually traumatizing and, and like torturing people to make a movie is is like historically kind of acceptable and like acceptable behavior at least within the hollywood you know it's like it's like oh yeah you 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 tortured this person but you were making a movie so you know what are you gonna do you had to make a movie <laughs> right yeah oh, that no what was that Brent? You know, oh you're making art right like oh, yeah. uh, i mean i'm conflicted in how i feel about torturing someone yeah. on a movie set of course that's healthy but yeah. when you think about things if you think about it though that, that like to get these raw emotions out of people is very interesting and very cool to get on camera again i don't want anyone to be hurt well and, and, and i think it's right. I, think, I think that uh, you know con- consent is the key because with like you know i don't know that like did sherry duvall is that her shelly duvall yeah, i'm talking shelly. about this movie by the way i understand what happened in the shining right right yeah. right yeah against that. right with yeah. this yeah how, yeah how, yeah and you can edit it out as though like i'm for the emotional torment of shelly duvall in the shining if you like <laughs> You ready to take that backlash? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I was, I was going to say that who's the the artist? What's it, Maria Ab- Abramoff or something? I, that's close. I don't know, but she does these interesting. Uh, oh. You know who I'm talking about? Where the one that like sat in the chair and stared at people? I think no. that that was that might have been one. The... It was she, she had one where you could she just stood there and let like. You anybody yes. could go in and do whatever they wanted to her, and that she had a table of options. There was there was even a loaded gun and a knife, and yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah. It's really and she did before that. She did another one where it's like a bow. She's holding a bow, and a guy. I think it was a guy she was dating. Maybe is like it's basically a bow and arrow is pointed at her, and she's holding the bow, and the guy's holding the arrow. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, yeah, it's like, it's like really intense stuff this woman does. May I have her name again? It's Mar- Maria Abramoff Maria... is close. Yeah. So she, that was her like lover partner and they did a lot of, uh, it's like, I guess you'd call it guerrilla theater. Um, but yeah, so they recently did the, uh, recently, I don't know, it was like five years ago where it was in at the New York, uh, museum what is it called anyway uh where she sat in a chair and anyone could come and sit across from her oh and yeah stare mm-hmm. but then her partner whom she hadn't seen in like 20 years or something he showed up and sat in the chair in front of her and it was like a big thing because they hadn't seen each other in a very well, long and it's, time it's it's that it's that video that's like yeah. one of the most moving it, you should yeah I, I looked up her name it's marina abramovic a-b-r-a-m-o-v-i-c yeah. And that, like the other, like yeah, the other one, she like some of her stuff is like very intense and like scary, um, but mm-hmm. but yeah, that video you were talking about, Amber, where her it's it's her lover from decades ago shows mm-hmm. up. Like man, that's one of that's that's like an intensely moving video. 
Yeah. Well, and it's it's cool with the other interactions, too, uh, because it's like staring at someone's eyes like a complete stranger. And she doesn't and it, you don't I think the overall experience of everyone is they didn't feel judged by her. They just felt like they were being seen. Mm-hmm. And so like people would sit and just instantly cry and they didn't even know this person. So it's a fascinating study of humans and like vulnerability. And so I do appreciate that. But like they would do stuff. I think they did a thing where they would like spit in each other's mouths over and over for like an extended period of time. Like they would do some weird stuff where it's like, how are y'all not like covered in, I don't know, (laughs) rashes (laughs) uh like must be you're disease sick i don't know some people are some people are really into that you know that's yeah and i i look up to them because that's like a commitment and it it does create conversation like like the one you brought up where she's standing there saying do anything to me and it's incredible what people did and you, you would think no nobody would like cut her but they did they would take the knife and put a little cut yeah, they did, they did. They did terrible shit, Brent. Yeah, yeah. And she she said, I think you can also find like an interview where she talks about it, where she says like at first people were very timid and they didn't want to do anything crazy, but then as time went by, they were like, you know what, let's do a little something crazy, which is an interesting look at the human psyche of like. What made you go there? You were fine just a minute ago. Yeah. What made you go to the dark side? Like those Buckingham Palace guards and try to make her like crack. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love those guys. How do they stomp their feet? Like you. Yeah. Bee feeders. The bee feeders. Bee feeders. Yes. That's what they're called. Make a little cut on my arm. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's a great accent. Yeah. You know, I do like the part where, you know, I think it's Mike takes the, or no, maybe it is Josh. One of the guys takes the camera and he's like, oh, I see why, you know, we're out here lost dealing with this serious shit and you still have the camera to your face, you know? And and they were like, you can kind of pretend like it's not real when you've got a camera between you and, and the reality, you know what I mean? It's, I I thought, I just thought that was what, what what, what they said was interesting. And there's a lot to really chew on and think about there as well, you know? Well, and apparently that moment when he's like, he's like, you're lost in the woods and you don't know where the map is. What's your motivation? (laughs) And that apparently was very Josh, like him being real. They were like getting on each other's nerves. Um, And he was not in a way kind of breaking character. But the reason why it hit so hard is that they were actors on this gig trying to make it happen in their lives and here they are and they've been walking in the woods for eight days and wondering if this is all worth it so like when she cries like she's crying because it's it really is like her having a a little crisis about like her own career so it was really like terrible because it's slightly like method acting but also like perfect because you you plucked the right nerve yeah and it, it it really is like a really great scene yeah. At the expense of her, but I, I feel like she would say it's it's a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. But what a nightmare to edit. I think it's it took them eight months to edit. Really? Um and they said um that there's I think two and a half hour the first cut was two and a half hours long. Ooh, wow. Um and this apparently the scene in the hotel was the longest 
okay. filming. Really? And they didn't they only used like two minutes of it. But there was like a lot of drunken banter and yeah, that yeah. they ended up cutting out. Apparently the VHS tape of Blair Witch Project has a lot more of like behind the scenes special shots or whatever. Really? Huh. I don't have a VHS player, so I'm not going <laughs> to look that up on eBay. Well, I think but... <laughs> I, I think what they what they ended up with, I think, is good because I, I like that it's 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 not very long. It's it's like nice and lean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think it, I think it would have lost something being you know if it had been much longer. Yeah, you, you know for sure. Yeah. I love. I realized. I wrote it down. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see if I can just remember. Oh, so from the hanging things to the end is intense. That's like where it goes, where where I became hooked at least, when yeah. they come across the little things hanging in the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that moment on, it, it's creepy as fuck. Like the sound effects, everything gets heightened. Yeah. Um, and you're in it to win it at that point. Yeah. And there's like um, something's pounding on their tent in the middle of the night. And like... So that was not... They did not expect that. So that was all genuine fear. Really? The director did not tell them that. And it was the director himself was part of the, the shaking of the tent. Right. Um, so when that happened and they all get out, like they are all genuinely freaked out because they were not told that was going to happen at any point. That's fine. So again, it's like, uh, but they gave consent. I think for the most part. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, kind God. of like, but they didn't know that specifically was going to happen, but it's kind of blanket consent, you know, and it's, yeah. 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 I would That's be. Why. I don't know if that I, as I don't know that I could do that. I, Part of me wants to, but I think I would just be like, I would be done. I would be yeah. like, I I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I would I would think that I would think I could do it no problem. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. And then like a few days in, I'd be like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, and so she Heather apparently brought a knife just in case because she was with two dudes that she had oh, yeah. never met right yeah um it was originally going to be three guys but they really uh were in awe of her improv imp- improvising in the audition that mm-hmm. they were like she has to be in it um and she's really i mean she's they she's that. they're all great but but her, she, her especially like uh yeah her character and her like her uh like uh What's the word I want to use? Not devotion, but like obsession. What, like, yeah, she's great. She really, she, she dri- seemed to she, create an arc. Yeah, she drives the film. I, th- I think. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she might be one of those actors that like writes a character journal before starting the film, <laughs> right? Which I, I admire, and but it's also like, damn, right? We're in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, instead, it wouldn't surprise in, me if she did that. Yeah. You know? See, instead of a journal, Brent uses uh, Dungeons and Dragons character sheets. So. <gasps> That's brilliant. Good job. I, that's a really good idea. Where can I find those? They're free online. You can get all sorts of them. Yeah. Okay, great. I've talked about it before. Like I found one that was um, some role-playing game. I don't play role-playing games, but it's just an idea that I had to yeah. do it. And one was about, it's called the Battle Cattle Squad. <laughs> and you would create some sort of like bovine character <laughs> and give them points here and there and then so I made a character that was a, a cow that was a soldier. Yeah, Lute- Lieutenant Delicious. Lieutenant Delicious mm-hmm. from Battle Cattle Squad. Yeah, <laughs> that's so great. And you gotta hold your hands like this as though they're hoops. <laughs> yes. For those of you playing at home, I'm 
I've got my kind of claws. If you make <laughs> two claws, that's how you mime hooves. Cow hooves. Yeah. yeah. Cow. Yeah. Cow hooves. <laughs> Goat hooves are different. Yeah. Goat, totally. You have to make the west side. You make you make the west side symbol with both hands, and yes. then yeah. For the the what are those cloven hooves or whatever? Yeah. What else has hooves? Uh, sheep. Yeah, horses. Sheep, with sheep, horse, with sheep horses. is more of a Latin kings. Okay. You make the Latin kings symbol. Right. Oh. It's like. <laughs> this, feels, this feels dangerous. Yeah, but... you be careful. Be well, careful. and when you're a mermaid, you cross your legs, and that yeah. makes the fin. Oh, yeah, that's very dainty. Like, like if you're that. in a swimming pool and you want to be a mermaid for a minute, just cross your legs, but you have to keep them together the whole time right. while you're <laughs> swimming. Yeah, commit. The ruse is up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we Do they have... make jeans for mermaids. You think? Wouldn't it would just be like one big jinko? Like it'd be yeah, just a, <laughs> a denim, leg. just a denim pant leg. <laughs> yeah. That's what jinkos are. Like a onesie, would it cover the fin or would it go like a cuff around the base with a fin? It would be a cuff. It would be like a little fitted cuff. Yeah. I think so. And one big back pocket. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then, oh, you know what? And then it'd be, and then above, above the the line where you're, where you're like, where your um, uh, scales are would be like a tattoo. Yeah. It would be like a It would be a butterfly tramp stamp. Yeah. (laughs) It would be it would, it would be a tattoo of, of a tap a tattoo of Brent's of Brent's roof with a, with butterfly shingles. Yeah. That's right, because it's opposite under the water. Yeah. Right. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Well, what was it called? A clamp stamp. Clamp? A clamp stamp. Yeah, it's okay, what mermaids clamp. have. It's what okay. trashy mermaids have. <laughs> Oh. Not only trashy, and I'm putting down. I'm putting. Yeah. Down, I mean, like they live in garbage, guys, because we're polluting our oceans. <laughs> this, it's oh, really, that's why you were this, transitioning more into about plastics. This is a PSA. Yeah. yeah, this is the message you wanted to say. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't leave your plastics on the beach. You know. <laughs> Darn it. Because, because because the mermaid people they, they they understand it as as art from the above world people, <laughs> and they start to tattoo it on themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah, yep. all, all all mermaid tattoos. It's just like plastic buckets. They have Molson Molson beer bottles tattooed all over them. That's the popular <laughs> thing in the mermaid world right now. I trust me. There's a whole subreddit on it. That yeah. Very familiar. Oh, that sounds like a terrible place. <laughs> the, the the mermaid world. The mermaid subreddit. <laughs> no wonder <laughs> Ariel wanted to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sebastian, Sebastian was, was like, if I get another one of these goddamn like, plastic like beer six pack things on my claws, yeah, I'm leaving. Well, I can I can just see it like, especially if Sebastian is spending a lot of time on Reddit, just like turning into like he's like Sebastian, or he's like Ariel. Let me tell you about men's rights. Really, men are the oppressed group in America. And she's like, God, Sebastian, shut up, Sebastian. <laughs> Fuck, I'm growing legs and going on land. You know? Gotta go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but so... so uh, but, what do you guys really... Do you guys think that there was a witch? Like, I, what happened? What do you guys think? I, I don't know. Does this go into anyone's headcanon? If it does, I'll, I'll shut up. Not mine. No. I, not mine. I, I think my assumption was that, yes, in the world of the Blair Witch Project... There is actually a, a Blair Witch fucking with them. That was my assumption. Yeah. In the world, yeah. Yeah. And it messes with like their psyche. They're very confused at times. You guys think that? Yeah. 
Yes. And also the some of the the townspeople they were talking about like there was a guy that lived in the house in the woods that would kill the children. But in my mind, I was always thinking like the witch made him do it. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he was possessed. Yeah. Which would go, which I think uh, the 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 1920s witch movie. Paxson. We were just talking. Yeah. Paxson. Um, I wonder if that's a theme in that movie because I did read right. somewhere where they're like we can see themes of that movie in the Blair Witch. Right. And I think the idea in that one is that people are being possessed to do things that the devil wants them to do. Oh, you know, so that's, yeah, that, that'd be funny if, if the interviews in the beginning of Blair Witch, they're actually referencing things that happened in the Haxon movie. I don't know, but that'd be interesting. It, you know, if there was a guy that killed, maybe the guy in that movie killed seven kids. I don't know. You know? Oh my God. I do remember one interesting thing. You know, the, the woman, Mary Brown, that they go interview. Yeah. They said yeah. she's like, what, like half horse or something. Well, like she, she, she was describing that she, as a child, she had seen the Blair Witch and she was covered in horse fur. Right. So they found that actor, uh, from the community college. Cause apparently they put up like a poster and they were like, we're looking for an intern. And I think she was the only one that called, but that is her house. They oh, did nothing really? to decorate it. That fence was her fence. <laughs> what a character. Yeah. That just happened to be at the community college. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, she's lovely. Speaking of some good, good improv, the the townsperson with the kid, with the baby, she yeah. improvised that whole that whole shtick. And they really? couldn't find her, apparently. They couldn't find her, yeah. We all read IMDb, we know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then I love that part because the way the kid yeah. reacts, it's so like, real. Yeah, it's so kid's authentic. Like, Shut up. Yeah, yeah, it's so like, good. No, I'm gonna be in a movie. Yeah. Like, she's, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's like, she's like, listen, she's like, okay, but when we get home, you go to your room, and I'm stacking Cheerios. You need to stay out of the dining room. <laughs> she becomes the Blair Witch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she is. <laughs> well, and another, and like this, this isn't the first found footage movie, but I, I no, think for. for but for a lot of for a lot of people, I think this is you know, and they've there have been some big ones since like Paranormal Activity and Cloverfield, etc. But but I think Animal for, Holocaust I think was one. Before, oh, well, that's a, that's a, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's I think that's I've not the been first. able to finish it. It's too it's a little too weird, not weird, yeah. cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, but I, I think for like mainstream audiences, for a lot of people, this was like their yeah. first experience yep. with a with like a found footage type film, you know. And it holds yeah. up today because, like, a lot of the media we watch is like YouTube is found footage, you know? Right. right. Yep. Um, one thing when, so it scared the shit. This is, goes back to how I love to scare people. Um, so once I found out it wasn't real, I'm like, great, I feel better, sort of. Um, <laughs> but then I would set other people up. And I remember um, I was at a slumber party. And everybody knew that the Blair Witch wasn't real except one person. So we were all in on it. We were like, we're going to watch it, but we're going to tell her, like, it's real. Like, they haven't found them. Oh, that's and terrible. So, so at the end of the movie, we did that. And, like, she was like, what? She just, like, everything, all the blood went out. And I think immediately we were like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. It's not, it's fine. It, it's fake. It's fake. Like, right. but it was amazing to see, like, because <laughs> that's how I was. <laughs> right. But then she didn't believe you. She's like, no, you guys are just trying to make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I think there was still, like. One of you lost a molar that night and you put it in a paper towel and put it under her, next to her pillow. <laughs> oh. 
I don't want. Do you scare people too, Brett? You might be really good at it. No, oh God, no! I don't like. I don't like being scared. I don't do like you, scary movies. I just do, you, do it for this podcast. But do you like to scare people? Oh no, I don't like that at all. Because I'm, I'm worried just like you, Amber Ray Snyder. I think that people were, were going to retaliate and, and, and try to scare me. So I don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Nor do I. I want to. I don't like it. Yeah. Can I tell one more story where I scared people? Please. You can tell as many of stories. Yeah, you tell can tell many. all 20 of the stories you told us that you have yeah. of okay. you scaring people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> there is w- this one I'm really proud of, and I think I'm. they might get me back one day. And I would be like, that's fair. Uh, so I was living in South Korea. I lived there for a year. I was uh, what was called an edutainer. We were uh, we worked in a, a theme park called for English learning. So you go to this theme park. It's immersive. It's oh, yeah. It's fascinating. Uh, so you go to this theme park, and it's immersive English learning. So, like, you take a cooking class in English. Or they even, it was like uh, it was like a little village because they even had pretend banks where you go in and you uh, do your banking in English because it was about, like, practicing the life of yeah. being nice. in an English-speaking that's, country. That, that's a great um, idea and, doing it at, like, and, a pretend bank. Bef- like before you go and like actually maybe fuck up your real money, <laughs> you know, like what a good idea. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so then there was a, but there was a theater there and I was in the edutainers. We would write musicals that taught English and they were very interactive. Um, so we had this huge, like pretty state of the art, lovely theater. And we lived on campus in, in the theme park. Um, so when, when the park was shut down, like we could go anywhere. Um, and some parts of this park was like a ghost town where it's like, this room hasn't been used for years. And there's all these old, old random Korean, like stuffed animals. And it was interesting. Um, so there were some people hanging out on top of the theater and I could hear them talking. And a part of me, I think a part of me was my ego was hurt. So I was like, they didn't invite me. I'm going to get them. So I went into the theater and like, I went up to the costume shop and I got a mannequin and I set the mannequin in a corner of the stairwell that I knew they had to come down. And then, um, I set some other props and things and I knew that they had to walk across the stage to get to the office. And I think all that was on the stage was a ghost light. So perfect. Everything's dark. So by the, by the time they got to there, I knew that they would be already on edge by how I had set everything up. And then I was in the shadows and I was going to jump out and say boo. Nice. And, went, and I did. <laughs> and did like, you say the word boo? I might have just went rawr like a dinosaur or something. <laughs> Anything would have been effective. I could have said banana and they would have freaked out. Yeah. Because it, it was that good. Right. Uh, but as soon as I did it, uh, one girl, uh, she just fell to the ground. She's just like, everything was done. And then my friend, my friend Ralphie, who, uh, who's really great at improv, by the way. Uh, he just like he was scared, and then like he just started clapping, like. No, no, <laughs> nice. And then I immediately was like, "Please don't scare me! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I'm sorry!" Please yeah. don't. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> thank that's, you for letting me play. <laughs> that's, well, do you guys do you guys want? This isn't my story, but it's. Do you want to hear one of the 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 best scares that I've heard of? Right? Of course. Yeah. Uh, so this is my. My father-in-law, so my, my wife's dad, right? Yeah, um, that's how that works. I, I guess, yeah, usually. Uh, but I guess he was on, he was on like a long-distance trip with, like, his, you know, his wife and her sister and her husband. So it was his brother-in-law in the passenger seat, right? 
So his brother, so he's driving, brother's in the passenger seat, he's passed out, and he comes up on a semi-truck that's towing another semi-truck cab. So so one is one is driving forward, and the other one is point facing backwards on top of the other semi-truck being towed, oh, okay. right? Okay. So he gets right behind the semi-truck. So he's, you know, they're in the car, and then basically there's a semi-truck facing them. That's being towed by this other semi truck. So he gets right. What? Behind... I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. So he so he gets right behind it, and then all of a sudden he goes, "Oh my god!" and like starts screaming, wakes the guy up, and the guy's like, "Oh!" It's <laughs> like thinks they're about to get in a head on with this semi, which is which is terrible and hilarious. <laughs> oh my god! He could have screamed. He should have just screamed, "Boo!" Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but That's I great. yeah, I can't imagine Be like. Be careful! Wait... You could yeah. have a heart attack. We could, yeah. I, w- I was at a party one time. This is years ago, and this guy, his parents owned a nice cabin in Corey Brown County. Okay, yeah. Right, so think of like a, like a nice. It was, it was like a, and they were out of town. Yeah. Right, and this guy threw this party, and this man is a, is now a principal at a school. <laughs> okay. Correct. Right. Uh, his education major at the time, and and all his friends were there, and they, they had a band playing. It was great. There was a big bonfire, and so we're sitting around the bonfire, and this guy, he, he has a cup of something, and he, no, sorry, let me backtrack just a little bit. No one is really around the bonfire sitting there. This guy played the long game, right? He had a cup of something. He tosses it at the bonfire and apparently the cup is filled with gasoline and it just explodes right this fireball appears out of the bonfire and so we're all freaked out like whoa holy shit hours not hours but like two or three hours later the party's dying down we're all sitting around the campfire and the same guy takes a cup and he tosses it at the bonfire and nothing happens but everyone Flips out, everyone like dove, like like as though like a grenade had been thrown. Like, I always thought that was so brilliant. Like he played yeah. this like long con. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, coming back wow. with the fake out. Nobody trusts that man now. Nobody trusts that man now. <laughs> I heard of a uh, some. You said principal, and I was like, what is it with like? I guess teachers like my waiting job. You have to like, you gotta invent it. So this teacher. Uh, would run help run this like uh, Halloween scare whatever hayride, but he would hang out by the bathrooms and scare people, and they would piss themselves because your your body, your your mind when you have to go to the bathroom, you have to go really bad once you get to the point of the bathroom door. Right. So at that point, you're done. Right. And so this is what he would like. That's wrong. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the optimal optimal uh, pants pissing time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's creepy smart that you figured that out, but (laughs) that's right because I can hold, I can, I can hold it for my commute home, but then it seems like I I get to the door and my pee is a little stronger, and then I get, I walk up the stairs and my pee is like it's coming, I know it's gonna happen, (laughs) and then I get to the door and pee is like okay, this is it. Right. It's like a dog wanting to come outside. <laughs> I wish See, your kids were listening to this so that they could scare you one day when you get back from work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's that, 
that's why I, I like. Why is there sand all over the floor? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's why I trained myself to where I would get home from work and I would go to the bathroom, but then I would climb out the bathroom window and I would go to my neighbor's house, two houses down, to pee. So that, yeah. and I tra- I trained my bladder so it thought that we that I that really when I walk into my bathroom we're not close yet because we still have to climb out the window walk two houses down the street and go in their bathroom so now by the time I get home from work I go to the bathroom no problem because my bladder thinks we still have all this other stuff to do so it's no sweat you know I get to my bathroom I'm like guys I, I I'm going to pee now but I but I could wait you know I've got plenty of time so yeah I missed and all of your number twos go in someone else's toilet. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's like, you know what that's like? That's like keeping all your farts in someone else's couch. Uh, you know? Uh, You're smart, Corey. <laughs> right. You don't, you don't still do this, do you? No, it was a, it was, I, that was a joke. I, I don't really. Well, eventually you train your bladder. It's like on, it's, it's now, it's set. You don't have, it's like teaching a dog. Where its boundaries are. Yeah. In the yard. Yeah. And right. Then, when then once it knows, then, then you're good. <laughs> so smart. Well, I really so smart, thought. Corey. Well, it's, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry, I'm Amber. I'm, I'm sorry you thought I really did that. I was just, I was just, I was extrapolating well, thought, from Brent's well, I thought joke. I, did I miss an intro to this? I Is this really Corey? <laughs> well, you know, to make it real, it would make okay. it real if like you would knock on the door and ask your neighbor, is it okay? Can I use your restroom? <laughs> it's like the modern day cup of sugar. Oh, right. 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 Yeah. Can I flush your toilet? That's yeah. Your right. <laughs> well, was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on uh, with this movie before we move into head cannons and kind of the end uh, of the, of the, uh, the recording session here? I do appreciate the nostalgia of this movie as far as like just taking you back to that time when it was dial up internet and like chat rooms and, <laughs> and just like the internet alone was just a magical mysterious place yeah little did we know L- yeah little because did be- we know yeah the website isn't i'm sad that the the website isn't around anymore apparently they took it down but you know what website is still around is the the cult that the in 92 was it 92 what's the cult in hollywood they drank the juice uh, I, cool. Yes, but there's another name for it. Anyway, they have their website, which is uh, very fascinating because it's still in that old school. I build a website with the little digital moving graphics and like. Right. Yeah. It still exists, and yeah, yeah. I went on that tangent because I wish the Blair Witch Project website still exists because it was and, and the little time capsule of. Of that time, right? But yeah. Heaven's Gate is what that was. Called. Heaven's, Heaven's Gate. Gate, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Heaven's Gate website still up and running, huh? And and it's it's weird. <laughs> it's creepy to look at because it's a cult, but also because it's from another time, right? Yeah, I'm gonna. I feel like yeah. I'm gonna have to look that up now. Nikes and Kool Aid. Yeah, and something. <laughs> right. And they were covered with purple blankets or something. It was like yep. they were very specific. With all the yeah, see, I feel like a lot of the cults because I feel like we don't really hear about cults that much anymore. <laughs> so and I, so I feel like there were a bunch of them, like those, the Branch Davidians, and then what was the one where they went down to South America? Uh, oh, uh, Jamestown. Jam- yeah, I feel like all like the facts from all of those 
they all kind of blur for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Hale yeah. comment and the, the Jamestown, I blended a bit in my head. Yeah. But I realized the Jamestown one, some of the people there were like, I don't want to do it. And then they forced it on them. They forced yeah. the, the drink on this, a lot of those people. Yeah. Yeah. So this has but, been headcanon. But yeah, right. But no, so, so but, <laughs> but I think the guy, the guy was trying to make a movie, so it's okay. It's all. No, we... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking about a slasher classic, a prototype of the genre, John Carpenter's Halloween. And right now, Brent and I would just like to take a moment to thank everyone, all of our guests, all of our listeners, on our first birthday, the first birthday of Headcanon. Our first episode dropped on June 9th, 2021, which makes this week the week of our first birthday. So again, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for following following along. And what better birthday gift if you have not yet subscribed to Headcanon on your preferred pod catcher and followed us on all social media. You can find us on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, Instagram at Headcanon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod well so do you guys uh do you have your head cannons or do you want i can go first it doesn't matter to me you go i you guys go first and maybe something will come out of my mouth okay and if not that's fine too yeah okay great great, great, great. so mine mine is super simple um i just imagine that so it's very scary right like people they're leaving like sticks they're getting their tent banged on you know and then there at the end, they're all running through that abandoned house. And the last thing you see, you just see like Mike standing against the wall. And then um, Heather's camera falls to the floor. And then it kind of fades to black. And that's it, right? And you're left with, you're like, oh God, the witch got him. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen to him, but it's going to be terrible. It's not going to be good, right? Well, in my mind... That, that was just our perception of it, right? So really what happened was was after the camera fell, Heather realized that that Mike was standing in the corner because the Blair Witch really just brought them there to play the best game of hide-and-seek ever. And so he's he's standing in the corner counting. And so now, like, they, they go back outside. You know, when the sun comes up the next morning, the Blair Witch will have ushered them into this, like, magical world where they're, they're like, colors they've never seen and magical animals and it and and they just like get to spend eternity in this paradise in the woods uh just like doing all like all kinds of cool magical shit and playing the best game of hide and seek ever and it's so it's the opposite of what we thought it was it's really like they've transitioned into paradise you know that's my headcanon i like it so how about you it's a feel good yeah yeah it just flips it Amber Ray Snyder, do you have anything? Uh, yeah. not yet. I was thinking that the crew, they make the whole trek. Mm-hmm. They're walking through the woods, and they reach the house, right? But the show, it was never about, the movie was never about finding, you know, finding the Blair Witch and solving a crime. Right. It was just to renovate the house. Okay. And so... I was thinking, you know, fixing the Blair Witch House. You know, they, they go there and Mark's like, oh, or um, or um, Heather. She's like, okay, the, the, your bundle of sticks is a little dirty. 
she like she sp- sponges it off a bit and then um they begin to renovate things and switch things around and it's like oh we re- re- we uh repositioned the guy in the corner who has sleep paralysis to the porch as a concept gorilla art come throw teeth at mark and it could be the blair switch project i died i love it <laughs> Nice. So they're just like, yeah, flipping, just flipping the Blair Witch House, right? They flip the Blair Witch House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's coming out on HGTV, I think, this summer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I love HGTV. I would absolutely watch that. Yeah, pimp, pimp my witch's house. <laughs> like a bur- yeah, pimp my witch's house. Yeah. Then there's the house that fell on the like the Wicked Witch of the West. Right. Yeah. That out. And oh, and then what's the one the the book where the witch's house has like chicken legs? You know what I'm talking about? Did you ever read that book as a kid? No. No. Sounds like I feel like I see the cover of the book, but I never read it. Yeah. In my head. Was it good? I, I, no. Probably not. I was like I was like seven. My taste fucking sucked. I didn't like anything cool when I was seven. Uh, <laughs> I liked Hank the Cow Dog. That was my good. Oh, I guess I guess this goes along with the Russian fairy tale Baba Yaga. Appa- oh. Apparently, she lives in a forest in a hut, described yep. as standing on chicken legs. I guess it's I didn't real. I guess it's a oh. Baba Yaga thing. Who knew? Russians, they knew. Oh, it's terrifying. Not me. No. Not seven-year-old me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. My head can I, you know, I think so. She she gets down to the basement. Mike's in the corner, and it's hard for us to tell because it's really grainy. But like, I think he's just taking a piss because he's shy this whole time. He's been pee shy, right? And he and he and he needs he needed that neighbor's house, you know, like yeah. that's what he was used to, and that's why he was able to hold it for so long because like he's trained his body to. <laughs> <laughs> to go to the neighbor's house and he finally found it and then when heather gets there she's like fuck this drops the camera and leaves yeah just leaves completely to go and grow she... marijuana right obviously. and the, and he was like no this is why i've been pee shy this is exactly what i was afraid like would it was it was a therapy session right all based around mike and he was like you guys you cured me right i i think i i can move on with my life now that i've had this ex- but yeah Nice. She like slowly walks up to him. He's in the corner peeing. And she's like, "What the fuck is that?" And she like lifts his shirt up a little bit. She's like, "Is that a tramp stamp <laughs> of a butterfly? Of a butterfly? <laughs> Are you a roof? roof? <laughs> Are you a I roof? Mark? I I don't know why, but that that image of like a butterfly tramp stamp. I don't know why. Like when I see it, it it plays. There's a song that plays along with it. And come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sugar. Oh, that's... Oh, because the word butterfly is in it. Yeah. That is... That's the exact song I was going to say, though. That's fucking weird. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's hilarious. That's the exact been, song, yeah. That's the Matrix. We have been programmed <laughs> by that song. Do you remember that red Mike and Ike that I gave you when we were kids? That unplugged you. Is that... <laughs> Yeah, you've, you've been red, Mike and Ike. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, Amber, is there anything else you want to uh, plug? Or I, you already kind of talked about your movies, but but tell tell yeah. people again where where can they go watch your things? Well, yeah. So uh, AmberSnyder.com. 
but also my big project right now that is a big passion project is the Eclipse Show, uh, which is for younger audiences, but really all audiences. And I have this podcast that I just started called Star Stuff Stories. And it's like uh, uh, old school radio plays. So it's stories that I've written mostly. There's a few um, that are written by friends of mine, but like there's sound effects and they're all they're for all ages. Um, and it's just really magical. I was I was realizing that people were wanting less screen time for their kids. And uh, I can't argue with that. So I created this show as a way for kids to create their own screen in their minds basically so and i've got about six episodes out now and they're all i think the longest one is 15 minutes but then there's some that are five minutes and they're great for like the commute to school like listen to a story (laughs) on the way to school kind of thing nice so yeah star stuff stories on spotify or apple podcasts awesome there you go yeah nice Well, excellent. Well, uh, Amber, thank you again for, for spending this time with us, for bringing us back to the, the Blair Witch Project. Yeah! And, uh, thank you. I really appreciate this. This is really fun. I could do this for hours and hours. Yeah, well, we'll, def- we'll, we'll have you back. So think about the next... Maybe we'll do Haxon next time. Uh, you know, in about, oh, yeah! in about six months or whenever. Maybe we'll, get, maybe we'll do Haxon. That <laughs> makes sense. I like it. Nice. All right, well, thank you again. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And this has been Headcanon. Oh, <laughs>